All right, you guys all ready to do the music in 1988? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You good, Mike? No. No. Well, tough. Okay. All right, let's. <laughs> you know, we got snow coming. We got to get this going. Okay, so uh, let's get started with the music wait, 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 of. We have snow coming. Snow. No. Oh, okay. God damn it! That didn't even rhyme. <laughs> all right, so the music in 1988 and. Oh, come on, Mike, really? It's 2018 in a Rickroll. Um, yeah, you're editing this one. Oh. All right. As <laughs> you were. Kids to Geek Salad episode 158, Operation McFerrin Crime. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And today we discuss the music of 1988. This should be a fun one. <laughs> I, I firmly believe this was a better year for albums than it was for singles. I don't know. There's some damn fine singles in there. Uh, yeah. Okay. But hey, as is tradition... Uh, every year when we do the music episode, I do ask Chris for Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. Oh, I to, can't wait to hear this. To discuss the <laughs> random.org hits from the Billboard Hot 100 of 1988. So, take it away, Chris. It's time once again for the five random hits from Billboard's Top 100 year-end countdown for 1988. So, get right to it. The first random number is... 99 Wait by White Lion Metal was pretty big in 1988. I wouldn't be shocked if Random.org picks at least one more hair metal song. <laughs> Just keep in mind, wasn't White Lion the? Um, That's no, it was Great White. Yeah. Great White. That was the one yeah. that had like that awful like wildfire. Yeah, that, that's a PR scent you don't come back from. No, 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 that is not. No, no. They also what was their other big hit? They had once bitten, twice shy. No, no, no. White Lion. There were oh, so many White Lion. Great, was great White was so one. many white bands back then. White <laughs> Lion, White Snake. Great white, white dudes. 
And they were all putting out ballads this year. Oh, God, yeah. So there was painful, way... Painful, ballads. Yes, painful, painful. very painful ballads that, you know, soulful girls with large hair would cry to. <laughs> and large Quite line, there you go. Yep. Uh, they got Wait and When the Children Cry. Yep, that's the other one. They're Danish-American. Are they Danish? They are. Oh, really? God. Yeah. Ugh. They were formed in New York City, but the lead uh, vocalist guitarist was a Danish-American. And well, just think, clog they are not. And just think, no. if yeah, if they, if they, if that guy had any kind of right upbringing, he would have been like Swedish death metal, yeah, <laughs> or Norwegian black metal, exactly. Well, fin- I'm sorry, Finnish black metal, Finnish black, but whatever. <laughs> All right, so next up, num- number sixty nine from Chris, dude. Um, One good woman by Peter Cetera. This one too. Of course you do. Of course you. you uh, we'll discuss it later. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we move to adult contemporary with this hit from the former Chicagoan. This is most definitely one of those grocery store deep cuts. Yeah, this is this is a market basket special. Oh god, of course it's a market basket special. That place can't get any more <laughs> like hell. Than- <laughs> Come on. <laughs> This is something that is not a white a uh, market basket special. Oh god, on. yes it is. Oh my god, what? Anything with Peter Cetera or Chicago for that matter. Don't you besmirch Chicago. Hey, I never hear 25 or 6 to 1 in a grocery store. I never hear cool Chicago. Um, it's 25 or 6 no, to 4. No, I hear bad habits. 6 to 4. I hear okay, bad whatever. habits to break a lot, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, but that's a good Chicago. <laughs> All right. Chicago. So next up, number 92, Cherry Bomb by John Cougar Mellencamp. Seriously, when I first saw this song, I thought John Mellencamp was covering the Runaway song of the same name. Nope, totally different song. John's is more bluegrassy. Well, that sucks because I really like Cherry Bomb by the Runaways. I do yeah. too. I yeah. like it better than this song, yeah. which is just like, you know, John, you used to be cool. And this is a good album. That's a sick thing. Scarecrow is a really good album. It's just not this song. Fair enough. And 71, Candle in the Wind by Elton John. The 
The song has had so many lives. Ugh. First there were the early 70s uh, when Elton first recorded the song in the 1988 remake, which was a moderate hit. Then in the mid-1990s as a tribute to the Just Past Princess Diana, which became a huge hit and was like number one for a year. Actually, it beat out White Christmas as the best-selling song single of all time. Really? Yes. To be fair, this is a good song. Why would I make that up, Joe? It is a good song, but it's just... It's one of those songs that it's almost like... You know he hates playing it now. Well, he doesn't have to do it much longer. No, he's retiring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he did it in uh, Kingsman Golden Circle. He did not do it in Kingsman Golden Circle, because, you know... <laughs> It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> and last but not least, oh, I hate this song. number 76, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, it felt like I was drunk. City lights day out before us, and your arm felt like strapped around my shoulder. And I, I had a feeling that I belonged. I, I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone. Someone. Love this song. One of those songs like Tom's Diner, <laughs> All I Want to Do. Oh, oh, Classic. Oh, it should be on, uh, done better on the charts, in my humble opinion. Oh, that's it, Mike Chris. Chris. Right now. Yep. Oh, I, I just can't stand Tracy Chapman. I I think the world... I wish Tracy Chapman did better. And I'm not saying that just to to piss you off. I really like her stuff. She's very... I she, like her blues... She, I like it when she like, does very bluesy kind of roots music. She's honest. Yes. That is what it is. It is honest music. This is another song that I heard over and over and over while working at Willow Park. At Park? Yes. Yeah. What an awful song for a, an amusement park. Oh, shit, really? All right, everybody, get on the fast car, because it's about your dad's alcoholism. <laughs> yep, nope, I know you're knocked up, but your guy's not going to run run away with you. Enjoy, everybody. <laughs> Keep your hands inside the vehicle at all times. I, I'm just not a fan of Tracy Chapman. I, 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 just, I don't like her singing so style. Oh, much good stuff, though. don't like her singing style oh. at all. Well, we'll have to agree to See, disagree. I, yeah, I, yeah, I disagree. disagree. Because I her her singing style reminds me of like early fifth late forties early fifties blues uh, singers very much female so. black female black uh, blues singers yeah. very much so I I agree wholeheartedly on that I listen to a, a station on iHeartRadio and they have one of their their uh, station identification is remember that song you used to love until we played the hell out of it <laughs> here it is you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> I feel like kind of kind of like that about Fast Car <laughs> <laughs> all right so. We're going to try to do things a little differently this year because this was a year of a lot of one-week wonders yep. on the number on the Billboard number one charts. I mean, last year, I think our, our, our plan of attack was that we were going to only discuss and do drops for songs that spent more than one week at number one. This year, there are so many songs. We're just going to... I, I highlighted a couple which we can talk about. If you guys want to park anywhere, we could talk about that too. Only two songs on this entire list lasted more than two weeks. That's really sick. Yeah. So yeah, so let's get started with uh, a song that Steve Day calls uh, the one he'll be eternally grateful for, as it's right in the middle of his vocal range. And horny middle-aged, uninhibited divorced women go fucking nuts when you sing it at karaoke. <laughs> one final week at number one. It was a carryover from '87. Uh, George Michael's Faith. 
Well, yeah, because you got to do that shimmy, that butt shake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you do the butt it's a perfect shake. circle. Scientists use their uh, use uses butt to calibrate their instruments with. <laughs> Hard to argue. How, how many George Michaels is that? Oh God. So next, all right. So the next one, also one week at number one, and one we actually covered last year on Mike's album list. I did go back and listen to last year's show just to remember what we were talking about here. Uh, one week for Whitney Houston, so emotional. Oh. <laughs> I think that says it all right there. Yeah, Whitney Houston, and and that was one of the songs that came up on like I was trying to cram for the exam today because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really listening to you know in '88 I was mostly listening to my mother's station, which didn't play much of this stuff, and. Because I didn't know any better. I didn't have friends playing cool music for me. My, my friends and I were getting into the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, so I spent the next five years listening to 50s music. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm ready when we do the music of 58. <laughs> <laughs> that's, only, that's a 60-year retrospective. Stand By Me... Uh, Dirty Dance and all those movies that come on around this time. So there was a big '50s throwback, and we were buying the no, tapes from the grocery yeah. store. No wonder you didn't. No wonder you didn't mind my Beach Boys music when we were in my mom's car. There we go. <laughs> I took you and drove you home. All right, here's another one. All right, so then the next one up is another one that we did in fact discuss last year. Yeah. Um, got my mind set on you, George Harrison. One week at number one, and a song that my friend PK. Uh, said the song is just three words long. It worked. Six words long. The song is just six words long. And, that, uh, that's Weird Al. Yes. Yeah. John, uh, um, your, your friend John also brought up that two totally different vi- videos, too. The Boardwalk UFO Catcher Machine Ballerina Doll thing, the one that was just totally bonzo. <laughs> you know, like when he was just like sitting in the room and like things are moving. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's very, right. Yeah, like the moose head was. Yeah, that was very. That was very Evil Dead. Yes. Oh, that's, right. not, that's not what you want to hear when you're doing a music video. That's very Evil Dead right there. All right. So one week at number one for the way you make me feel by Michael Jackson. Yet another album we talked about last year. And I'm surprised that a Michael Jackson song only lasted one week at number one. I'm surprised, too. Now, Steve brought up that Michael Jackson gave us the most cringe-inducing attempt by any artist ever to repeat their most memorable work, Thriller, with 1987's Bad. So it came as a shock when he blew that attempt right out of the fucking water with Moonwalker. Moonwalker, the Shadows of the Empire equivalent of music projects. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird one. Moonwalker. They made a video game out of Moonwalker. They did make a video game out of Moonwalker. Joe Pesci was in Moonwalker. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the guy that did the DeLorean worked on Moonwalker. Didn't Michael Jackson... Kevin Kevin, Kevin Pike. Didn't Michael Jackson turn into a giant robot in that one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he did. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that you just question and go... In the the mini-movie at the end, the 20-minute mini-movie with Joe Pesci, I think, as as the bad guy. yeah. Yeah, I had a friend who worshipped Michael Jackson. I think I got to see Moonwalker more than once because she owned it. Ah. The only good thing to come out of that one was, um, uh, yeah, Smooth Criminal. The Smooth Criminal was in that. Yes, in that, it yeah. was. It's well, that was the video, but it was also in in bad. So, yeah. yep. all right, next up, uh, one week at number one from an album I talked about last year. Need you tonight by Inexcess. One fucking week at number one. This sounds about right. Yep. 
I did want to say one more thing about the, the way you make me feel, yes. by the way. Um, it, it now is, for me, forever and eternally, that scene from Center Stage. Because there's a whole dance routine to that oh. near the, at the end of the movie. It's kind of like uh, Man in the Mirror has officially become the Bat- Lego Batman song. Shamon, Shamon. All right, now we finally have our first uh, two-week... Wonder for eighty-eight. <laughs> Jesus, and what a, what a one to hit two weeks for George Michael, father figure. Uh, no, no, you missed a couple. Oh Jesus, you're right. God damn it, this thing's flipped. Could okay. have been by Tiffany. Could have been by Tiffany. Oh yeah, could have been Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she couldn't. The only amusing story about Tiffany I remember from 1988 was that she went out on tour with the new kids on the block opening for her. By the end of the tour, she was opening up for them. <laughs> wow. Sounds about right, actually. Yeah, I, I watched that video and I was like... You dime store Debbie Gibson, you. On YouTube. I didn't look at the bottom. She wishes. I, just, I, was yeah. like, I looked at it and I was like, hey, I bet that's Tiffany. Because she looked about, you know... I was right, because yep. you know, I did see... Uh, what was it? She looked Canadian. Yeah, the snakes, the, the, the snakes versus crocodiles movie that they did on the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah, with, I remember with that her, with her and Debbie Gibson. Yeah, that was like that was the big selling point of that movie too. Yeah, that was <laughs> that one. You know that it was way better than any Sharknado. I mean, come on. I don't know. It wasn't what, great. It wasn't even good. Well, but it was much more fun. Well, yeah. I don't know much about like Tiffany's videos or anything like that. I just know that Jim's ex-wife could do like the Tiffany hand thing really well. <laughs> <laughs> The only Tiffany video I remember is one she did in the mall. Oh, yeah. Well, that was most of her stuff. Um, Now, did anyone actually see her Playboy spread after she had her boob job where essentially they... Yeah, me too. You don't don't have to, like, (laughs) slink that up. Joe, this is an open forum for open questions, okay? Um, Yeah, opening opening the questions on my taste in women. I swear to God they didn't put one of her nipples back right. (laughs) Well, I, I hadn't heard about this, but now I'm going to have to... Now I'm interested. <laughs> I'll have to investigate this and find out if they actually put it back right there. What are you doing in there? Uh, research. <laughs> Where's my magnifying glass? God. Just a minute. All right. So while Catherine balances her checkbook, uh, the next song on, um, on uh, the list here, one week at number one for Expose Seasons Change. All right. Huh? Yeah, exactly. I, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What? I. I uh, who? Expose. Seasons change. Yeah. This is. This was a Chris band. This was a Chris in high school band. <laughs> in other words, yeah. Over my head. Ooh. All right. Next up. All right. So two weeks at number one for George Michael's father figure. Great sure. song. We discussed that last year. Yes, we did. All right. Moving on. All right. Moving on. Yes. All right. So the first real parking spot here. <laughs> two weeks at number one for the meme that stays eternal. Never gonna give Be- you up by Rick Astley. Before memes were even a thing. No, memes were not a thing then, yes. It was, um... Yeah, this thing... I mean, Rickrolling was a thing back in 1992, no, okay? No, Rickrolling became a thing now. But it was from then. I, I remember this one time, back when, you know, we all had ringback tones on our phones. <laughs> yeah, I never had a ringback You never had a ringback tone? Really? Yeah. Um, I never wanted to afford, paid like three bucks a month for it. Ah. Yeah, gotcha. So there was this thing that the WWE did where they were going to give away a million dollars. And what would happen is uh, Vince McMahon, oh, the yeah, chairman of WWE, would call people randomly. <laughs> 
and he got the ringback tone for this song. <laughs> and I think that's what started it. it. I almost feel like this is when it became the po- in the popular lexicon that if you're gonna if you're gonna screw with somebody, you that's what you do. The Rick Wall. The real fun thing is though, just seeing Vince McMahon's reaction to it because he could no, he had no idea what to do with about it. He, he doesn't know what to do with modern technology <laughs> as it is, and the man's a billionaire. So what, wait, what is this? What is this? Why are there buttons not a dial? Um, Come on! I got Rick Rolled. I've only been Rick Rolled once, and that was when there was this podcast I used to listen to called um, Chicken Fried Radio, <laughs> and I was like. I had a lot of work to do down in the basement. I had to like do both cat boxes and all that stuff. I had it plugged in. I'm ready to listen to it because they hadn't done a show in forever. And I'm like, I can't believe they're back. This will be fun. I get ready. I, tr- I have my headphones in. I turn it on, and they just go right into the Rickroll. And I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> I should have looked at the timestamp on here. 52 seconds. What's wrong with me? Yeah, I went, I went to a, a church talent show that was all 80s. Music, yeah. <laughs> and you know they have like all the song titles and the and the program and everything. You're following along, and there was one that was just called "Click This Link." I was like, "Okay, what's this one?" And the person comes up and there's on stage, and then suddenly a whole bunch of other people come out and they start saying, "Never gonna give you up, never gonna let." I was like, "Oh my god, they rickrolled us!" <laughs> I've, ne- I've, I've never been rickrolled, but I always love reading about the creative ways people get rickrolled, like uh, the uh, the uh, physics PhD uh, candidate. Who wrote his entire thesis? Every let every word, the first letter of every word was the lyrics. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! There was another one. There was a Stranger Things Rickroll. Yes. Where after after season one, uh-huh. they have you know her Christmas lights hanging up with all the letters, and the light the letters are bleeping on. N E V E R G O N N. I was like, "Oh my god, that's great!" <laughs> Did, didn't didn't someone rickroll Rick Astley once? Yes, yes, at the Macy's Thanksgiving yes. Day Parade. Yes, of course. It was Where a else? Muppet. It was a Muppet that and did thing, it. And the thing is, he's actually a wicked good sport. Oh, yeah. he, he he gets such a big kick out. Oh, you've kept me in relevancy. I should be angry, but I'm not. You know. <laughs> The blackest sounding white man since Steve Winwood, and he's like, the I don't know. Ne- he's like the photo negative of a black guy. He's like pale ginger. Yeah, <laughs> he's not just pale ginger. He's British. Ginger. He's British ginger. Which I'm going to a- go out to the sun now. Oh, I'm in <laughs> flames. That's a whole nother level of uh, white right there. Yeah. Rag-, Rag and Bone Man also is very black sounding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, holy cow! He looks like he looks like a lumberjack. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So, uh, two weeks at number one uh, for the theme to the Lego Batman movie, Man in the Mirror. I, li- I really like this uh, song, though. Uh, you know, so, I never liked this, uh, and then it so was many overplayed. Plays. Oh, yeah, said, oh, yeah, I never liked it, and then it was everything. Over- overplayed. It's the oh. power positivity, guys. It's like the it's like the socially progressive theme anthem of 1988. Yeah. Uh, so that was social prog- uh, socially progressiveness before socially progressiveness was a thing. Yeah, basically, yes. yeah. Na 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 I still like this Alright. Two weeks at number one. Get out of my dreams and into my car. All I remember is that there was a cartoon duck in the video. The movie was better. <laughs> was it? Was it really? Was <laughs> License to Drive truly a better movie than this song? <laughs> that that is one of the hands down one of the best pickup lines in all of history. Has it ever worked? Has it ever worked? 
Probably not, but it's still there you really go. cool. It, it's, it's up there with, is your dad a thief? Well, then who stole the stars for your eyes? Oh, God. Stop! <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, I got my license around this time. I don't think I ever tried to use that. Nope. No. You know who would use this? Like the jock douchebags. That's who would use this. And they'd probably succeed because... Tee-hee. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Two weeks. At- I, w- I want to make that into my uh, my ringtone for you. Teehee! Yeah, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna rip it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two weeks at number one for "Where Do Broken Hearts Go" by Whitney Houston. Not her remember, best effort. I don't remember the song. Yeah, no, it's. I you know what the thing is? I always I always follow up the "Where Do Broken Hearts Go" right with a Billy Ocean song right after to make you cry. Aye <laughs> <laughs> aye. No, no. Where do broken hearts go? Kokomo. Kokomo. Shut up. Stop. <laughs> Shut up. Stop. Stop. All right. You stop right there. All right. Now, I want to park on this one for just a minute. Number one for one week, Terrence Trent Darby's Wishing Well. Wish me love, wishing well, to kiss and tell. Oh, wishing well, a bird for latte. Wish me love, wishing well, to kiss and tell. Oh, wishing well. Um, I, 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 what, yeah. what I, potential this guy had, and he, he did, blew he it. blew it, he blew it oh. away real fast. That's what happens when you're like, oh yeah, oh, I, I, I have, I have a, a one week long number one hit, I'm the greatest ever. Yep. I just, I don't get it. I mean, what was his other song, uh, Sign, Sign Your Name? I don't okay. remember. I genuinely don't know anything beyond this one. Yeah, I listened. I listened to that today, and I'm like, I've never heard this. It's got a, it's got a jaunty little, uh, yeah, little beat. Do 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 do. Kind of like a video. It's definitely a better video than Never Gonna Give You Up. Oh God, yeah, that video is awful. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch, of, a bunch of. People I am standing here in my shoulder pads. It's three people doing the two dance moves they each know. Yes. <laughs> He's he's doing he's do, he's doing a British variation of the, of the Carlton. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, um, two weeks at number one for anything for you, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. You knew the end was coming for the Miami Sound Machine when she started billing herself separately from them. Yeah, exactly. They were just her backup band. Well, when the focus started becoming on her, everybody kind of just like they had a couple good songs. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I just don't know about this one. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this one. was not the one that... If I had to pick one of their songs, yeah, this, this would not be the one. All right, so breaking the trend here for one and two week uh, st- uh, stays at the top, One More Try by George Michael. Not one of his stronger songs I, on I this album. I don't even really know that song. I don't, yeah. Exactly. And it lasted for three weeks, yep. which says a lot. All right, number one uh, for one week, uh, Together Forever by Rick Astley. Which is easily confused with um, never going to give you up. And I have to pass. So uh, apparently, he did have more songs. He did. He's not truly a one-hit wonder in this country. Nope. No. All right. Next up, one week at number one. Foolish beat. Debbie Gibson. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'd, I'd have to... I haven't heard that one recently. So. I remember her big... I think, her, I think I liked it back in 88. <laughs> her big selling point was that she was like Tiffany, only she wrote her own songs. And she was blonde. And she was yeah. blonde. Yeah, that's true. And tinier. Yeah, she was... She was oh, small. she was itty-bitty. And, yeah. and wasn't Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, she's she's still itty-bitty, teeny-weeny. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, you know, in, in the, the Snake and Crocodile movie. <laughs> it all comes back to that movie. It's going to. That's the yep. most recent time I've seen them. <laughs> That's the most recent time anyone's seen them. It was them. the Snake and Alligator movie. Yeah. yeah, it must have been Alligators because it was the, the the Everglades. Yeah, one of one of them was representing the Gators and one of them was representing the snakes, and they were telling each other. Was this West Side Story? <laughs> no, no, no. When you're a snake, you're a snake all the way. <laughs> no, they have a cat fight at one point. But. <laughs> So now we got snakes and cats. Yep. Yep. Wow. All right. So next up, one week at number one, Michael Jackson, Dirty Diana. A song what I remember the? being more badass than it probably was. It's, it's, uh, yeah. This is one of, one of Michael Jackson's songs I don't know. I remember it's very heavily guitar influenced and honestly sounded like it could have probably belonged on uh, the Rhythm Nation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two weeks, number one, The Flame by Cheap Trick. It's a nice the, part. It's the, the, the hair bands doing their ballads well, this year. Well, this, this trick is isn't really a hair. They band. weren't a hair band, but guess what? They were trying to get that sweet, sweet hair metal money. Yes. Yeah. This is such a cash grab. I mean, oh, this is this is the flame is a typical eighties ballad, power ballad. Yeah, but yeah, it's not a bad song. No, it's not a no, bad song. No, it's not song, a bad song. Right? But I like it. I love it. You can you can nail it right down as a yeah. late eighties right. power ballad. Yeah. But as somebody who knows a lot of professional musicians, I don't like to throw the word sellout around very very lightly. It's, oh yes, you do. It's, oh, but no, yes, no, 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 I'm not. No, 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 but you know the what? thing is because there is there is a time and place to have your artistic integrity, and there's a time and place for you to decide. I want to eat. But um, cheap, cheap Trick, I don't think Cheap Trick ever had pretensions of being, uh, Expensive? They were one of the biggest <laughs> rock ba- They were one of the biggest rock bands in the world in the earlier in the part of the decade. Yeah. And then in the 70s. In the, yeah, in the, well, in the 70s, early, early 80s, 80s too. Early 80s too. This is just such a, it, it just really, well, to me, I mean, the, this, feels like a shameless cash grab. Well, that and Ain't That a Shame came on oh, at the same time. Oh, Don't Be Cruel. Yeah. Oh, bad. <laughs> Bad cheap trick. 
I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Robin Zander's really upset. At you yeah, I'm right sure now. he is. Yeah, on his giant pile of money. <laughs> All right. So one week at number one. Hold on to the knights, Richard Marks. I love this. Hold song. on to the I'm fairly sure we talked about this last year. I'm sure, we, sure did. we did. Yeah. yeah. I still love the song. Though. All right, Mike, do you want to take the next one? Because I know you're itching to, because it's the only, it's, it actually lasted longer at number one than any other song on this list. Yeah, for a whopping four weeks at number one. One whole month. Roll With It by Steve Winwood. Oof. You got to admit, this is. I mean, I, as much of a Winwood fan as you are, in in the pantheon of Winwood hits, this is not his best. No, it is not his best. No, no, no not, not, not by a long shot. Not by a long shot. Yeah. This is one of. I rank Valerie above this. Oh, I love Valerie. Well, Valerie's part of the arc of the da- the uh, the diver yeah. like <laughs> thing, which is is really good. I actually like that stuff too. But this roll with is one of those songs that just sounded like it was made for a beer commercial. Um. You know what it was? It, when when Michelob tried to go with it, he's, he's like, "Nope." Then that's when they went to Eric Clapton and said, "Hey, how about after midnight?" Sure. Meanwhile, we were was like that. Cor- those chorus guys are gonna call me any moment. Yep. I don't know, man. Roll with it. Was good. I remember there was this movie with Dabney Coleman. It's a, it's a little known movie called Short Time. Where he thought that he had X amount of time. Oh, to I live. remember this. I, and yeah. he's trying to get back. His son is like 12 years old. He's just trying to be a better dad to his son. And he's driving around in his nice car. And he pu- he puts on the um, puts on the radio. Do you want to you want to listen to the music, son? Yeah, sure, Dad. Oh, this is my favorite song. And this 12 year old starts singing this, and he sounds ridiculous. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you know what? You you know what part of it is too is like Steve Winwood is like was. At the time in '88, classic rock was really kind of be kind of becoming was, big in a way. Classic rock was becoming big because what it, it was it was the everything old is new again. Right. Um. That's why like bands like Aerosmith were huge again. Right. With permanent vacation. Yeah. Like that. Um, but, Aerosmith. But Steve Winwood was trying was trying to tap into. I, I think you can kind of say Steve Winwood was trying to tap into that. Yeah. Especially he, the, especially the, because. Eric Clapton Crossroads came out at the same time. Right. Yeah. He was trying to tap into that kind of nostalgia for late 60s, early 70s. But he was also doing it, though, in more of the adult contemporary yeah. way versus, yeah, the like, we're going to rock. Yeah, yeah we're going to be top 40 rock now. Yeah. All right, next up. Two weeks at number uh, one. Inexplicably love this song, George Michael's Monkey. I've never heard it. You, I don't know it. I, I don't know why. It's such a dumb song. Yeah, I just like it. I don't know why. I would, yeah, is this when you want to go slumming? You listen to Monkey. Monkey. I'd rather hear Shock the Monkey. I would yeah, do, I would but too, you know that's just me. All right. Um. All right. Number two. Pardon two me weeks. I plug my ears. All right. We already heard. We, already we don't talk. like the, well, you know, We know. talked about this last year, Joe. Don't I know. forget. Mike. Mike's seething hatred for Guns N' Roses. Can't wait till you guys talk about the records. Um. Sweet Child. Oh mine. Uh. <laughs> ha. Good song, overplayed. I oh, well, yeah. I oh, well, yeah. that. I, yeah, it's there's still no, there's overplayed. No, this no, is, there's no, I'm not denying that. Yeah. I mean, there's 
you know, anything from Appetite for Destruction was overplayed. Yeah, because everything, that, and we talked about it last year, and everything is great. Yeah, I do, I do agree that I mostly like it, but it's like, oh, it's back again. Guns <laughs> and Roses, yeah, Guns and Roses are one of those bands I feel like, and this is the, the inner music snob in me, maybe the stuff that didn't really make it onto the radio is way yeah. better than the stuff that did. Because all the stuff that made it to the radio doesn't have the word fuck anywhere in it. <laughs> Nor is Axel having sex with Slash's girlfriend in a sound booth while... Uh, oh, yeah, was that? Yep. Here I am. You're Rocket Queen. All right. <laughs> oh, Christ. I am... When I was doing this list and I found out how long this song had been at number one, I'm like, you're kidding me, right? There's not a one in front of that? <laughs> Two weeks at number one. Don't worry, be happy by Bobby McFerrin. My, how in the it fuck is, is this song not like a twelve-week number one? <laughs> you know what it was? It got heavy rotation on MTV and VH1 because of the Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Because of Robin yeah. Williams. Robin Williams. So it gave, so it gave, it gave it a longevity that wasn't really there. That was Robin Williams at his cooked out best. Yes. Yes. In every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy This song is, first of all... And the other guy. <laughs> the other white guy. Bill Irwin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's nothing like Bobby McFerry's other music, really. Oh, oh no. It, on the album. You know how many people ran out and bought this album? Only to be disappointed. Only to be disappointed by, like, what the... It's all like this? Yep. I like his albums. I've got, <laughs> I've got several of them. If you like acapella, Bobby McFerrin's the king of acapella. Yeah, and he also did the themes of the Cosby shows after this. His vocal, his like, ability yeah. to vocalize is fantastic. Yeah, the, yeah, what he does, and yeah, his his album with Yo-Yo Ma is actually really good. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. He he's a fantastic musician, but this this song just wouldn't go away. <laughs> That's a lot of these songs, though. Okay, I like this song though. Number one. Oh, I love this for song. one week. Oh. This Jeff is, Leppard, Love oh my, Bites. Lo, oh my god, this is like this was like the ultimate breakup song. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ. Breakup song. Break up that, that would indicate that I had done any of the breaking up. No, no, this is <laughs> this is as the victim of oh, yeah. as the target of the breakup. It's almost <laughs> it's almost like a DJ gets the list of dudes who just got broken up with with a timestamp of when they're going to listen to the radio, and they have like this big spinner, like this Wheel of Fortune spinner. Join and it's like okay at seven forty p.m. And it's get like, ready for a cry fest. <laughs> and it's like Love Bites, Angel from Aerosmith. Ah! Um, oh, there's some other. <laughs> Oh God! But, <laughs> to be fair, every rose has its thorn. Oh, oh, right for the heart. You going right for the heart? <laughs> just, but it just as a song. Real, Love bites. Real, well, Love real bites good. is one of the best yeah, things they ever did. Amazing. 
all of hysteria. I mean, we we spoke about hysteria last, last week, last yeah. year. glowingly, glowingly, and Love Bites is just an example of what what a good album hysteria is. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that that's the only one that's on this list from. It was their it only number one. Hit. It, it wasn't eighty. It wasn't until eighty nine that it, hysteria really took off. Right. Um. All right. One week at number one. <laughs> red Red Wine by UB40. Oh my god. This is such an odd song. These guys. You talk, mean, about a, talk about, you know what, talk about another band, you know, similar to like Bobby McFerrin. People listen to this, and they go they go out and get UB40, and they're like, wait a second, they're a ska band? They're not even, no, they're not even a ska band. They're a cover band. But they do songs that are so above their reading level. <laughs> it's like every song they do is like, they're the worst cover of that song. I'm sure if you look at a list of the worst bands who ever cover anything ever, UB40's got at least four songs on it. <laughs> and yet, this song... This, song's a, this song is a Neil Diamond song. I like their version of it. Ah, I'm not gonna lie, I like just, it. I, well, this song also is a reissue. It came out in 83. Yeah. Oh. This is the only time it actually hit number one. And I'm like, I remember hearing on the radio, like, I remember listening to this song a lot when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> Why is it coming up now in my junior year? Yeah, high school. What's the hell? <laughs> All right. Two weeks at number one. A groovy oh. kind of love by Phil Collins. I, I have to say, I like the song. Oh, God. Can you name the movie it came from? Oh, <laughs> it's not Arthur, is it? No, no, it's not Arthur. You're close, though. Arthur 2? Yes. No. <laughs> Jesus, Joe, come on. Put some effort into it. It's Buster. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I when somebody thought that Phil here. Collins could act his way through an entire movie, <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a movie about the great uh, London train heist. Yeah. Cool. Doesn't help. No. Yeah, <laughs> but that aside, I like the song. I think it's a sweet little song. All right, but it doesn't hold a candle to the next song. Oh god! Oh, okay. Don't you dare! All right, don't you dare! Gloves are coming off. One week at number one. This fucking thing. I love this song. The oh Beach my Boys. God. Kokomo. Oh, Mike Love deserves right, Mike, a fiery death in hell. Mike, he to the go ahead. Tell us why you like this song. Because I'm I'm going to let Joe go next. And then I'm going to go. And then if Catherine wants in on you. Okay, okay. If so you want blood in your teeth, Catherine. You're blaming Mike Love for this song. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so you love Phil Collins. You think Phil Collins is a fantastic, fantastic human being, right? You oh, think, you what? Think, you think Sonny Bono is a fantastic human I mean, being, right? You mean Bono? Bono? Yeah, Bono, yeah. Bono, yeah. No! Well, then... Do He's you a like, douchebag! Do you like all of his... Do you like some of his songs? No! I hate you 2 Come on, you like some of his songs. Oh, I think you 2 is a We had this conversation last year. Remember, they insist upon themselves. They're That's like the right. Godfather right there, there are... But, I hate Phil Collins. I like some of his music. I hate um, Bono. I like some of his music. I, I hate no. Michael Love. I, I like some no, of his no, music. No, 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 no. 
I love the Beach Boys. I like Brian Wilson Beach Boys. I still Everything from 1962 to 1969, perfect. That's only seven years. Everything yes. Post, yeah, Beach Boys. The real Beach Boys. Pet Sounds Beach Boys. Here is this my, is crap. Here is my issue with this song, Mike, okay? This song tries to be a Beach Boys song. However, Mike Love has taken full advantage of a very mentally incapacitated Brian Wilson and had been for a decade. Because if you look at some of their earlier hits from the 80s, what are they? They're Beach Boys medleys, like those those Mixed Bunny type yes. medleys of, we're just cashing in now. And we're ca- yeah, you remember Mixed Bunny. Uh, <laughs> what, um, what you're doing is you're not looking at the song itself, you're looking at all right, the group behind I'm getting it. to it in a second, Mike, okay? You've got to <laughs> let me build on this, okay? I actually went back and watched a little bit of the Full House episode that they introduced this song on. Oh. Because John Stamos did drums on they, this. They didn't introduce the song on Full House. They oh, okay. The Let's talk about the movie that was interesting. We can't, because we got to talk about it later on in the year. <laughs> okay. All right. So anyway, um, here's the thing with... This wants to be a Beach Boys song so badly, but they don't utilize any of the things that make Beach Boys songs special. The harmonies of Beach Boys songs. Just the just the experimentation in the later Beach Boys songs. I mean, they were using goddamn theremins in their songs. They were okay. using Beach Pet Boys. Sounds. Pet Sounds is an amazing album because they experimented so much in this. The, the Pokemon Beach- was a top 40 hit. The Beach Boys are the only band I know of that can use Jingle Bells outside of a Christmas uh, right. setting and make it work. Right. Now, not to mention the fact that the last month and a half have been tempered with this fucking song because we're actually going to Aruba in like a week <laughs> and I have heard nothing but this just the first line of this song is enough to make me rip my fingernails out with my teeth. The first line of the song is Aruba. Exactly. Yes, and he's going to Aruba. And he's going to Aruba. It's like whenever I go shopping, I get buy me a condo stuck in my head when I go home shopping. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just I just think it's a very it's a nice very island feel to it. Oh, using a kettle drum doesn't make it islandy, especially when it's like real pedestrian kettle drum. Well, guess what? I fucking hate Welcome to the Jungle. I know, that's fine. That's That's fine. That's fine. fine. You know, Mike, I'm not going to disagree with you what you like and dislike. You're cool to like this song. I just don't fucking get this song. Oh, this song. All right, however... Move it on. However, no, no. How, how soon before you guys start doing hashtag not my beach boys? Oh, we I did that no, back yeah, in 1982. <laughs> when Mike Love took advantage of a mentally incapacitated Brian Wilson. And kicked out Carl Wilson, one of the founders of Beach Boys. Carl? Carl? Didn't he, didn't he play um, Apollo Creed? No. Oh, God. All right, we're moving on. We're moving on. Because as much as I hate Kokomo, the next song on this list... I don't mind Kokomo. Ha! Ha! The Muppets do a lovely cover of it on their beach party. Ha! 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 It all comes back to the Muppets. I'm not a Pet Shop fan. No. I like like old classic Beach Boys. I don't like... Oh, I love old... I have nothing wrong with Surfing Safari, Deuce Coop. But songs like Snoop John B. I mean, yeah, I all the stuff I, from Pet Sounds is awesome. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like that one. I don't like. I don't like when uh, when the Beatles got really psychedelic either. So 
Oh, I don't. I, I, I'm, no, I'm, actually, I'm with you. I don't like the movies. I, I, the White Album is overrated. It is yeah. way vastly overrated. So John B. never never dated for me. All right. <sighs> anyway, let's just. Come on, though, All right. So as much as I hate this song, the next song on this list is, in my opinion, the worst song of the 1980s. <laughs> the entire decade. <laughs> Justifiably, one week at number one. Wild, wild, west. wild, wild west by the Escape Club. That's what right. really, really weird. The arms. You know what it is? The arms and the legs. Arms. The arms and legs that just, they do that split-screen mirror. Yeah, they, they, there's clearly a mirror involved, and, and there's really weird, and then, like, the person falls on the floor. It's weird. It's not only weird, this song is nonsensical. This song is like that. At, do, do, I don't... I'm going, I'm, going to, I'm going to dig deep on commercials here. There was a commercial for um, Harvey's Bristol Cream. Oh, God. Like, that came out around the late 80s, about love in the 90s. It might be better than you think, because we all think that, like, the 90s, we're going to, everything's going to get better, because right now we're really just this puritanical, like, sexless group of people. <laughs> and this one, this song is kind of like, it's like a Harvey's Bristol cream ad about how we're living for the 90s, but we're living, you know, right now we're just living in the wild, wild west. Eventually all of our prostitutes won't have syphilis or something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. You try to make sense of the song then, because I can't. There's guns in it. It's got a good beat, and I can dance to it. Woo! <laughs> that's all. I, and that's all I really need from a song is this guy a good beat. And it's well, just, even with this fun. song, though, it's just it, fun like, to listen to. This song is so schizophrenic in the way that it changes tempo and changes tone. So I, I can still listen to it in the car and enjoy it. Okay. All right, so number. Yeah, all right, I don't remember the nineties being as utopian as they. they oh, the, the nineties sucked. I, yeah. We don't talk about the nineties no, pretty don't. much. So yeah. what? Ninety five to ninety eight was kind of a blank for me, and I want to keep it that way. Yeah, that's that's about ninety five to ninety nine for me too. So um, <laughs> those are the years we don't speak of. Exactly, those are the unspoken. Yeah. <laughs> the, dark, the dark times before the ah. empire. <laughs> all right, two weeks at number one. Bad Medicine by John Bon Jovi. Sure. Sure. Yeah, Whatever. It's a good song. I'm yeah. resigned to it. No, it is. This is, was, this it's, is inoffensive. One. it's inoffensive. Yeah, exactly. You know what Bon Jovi was? Bon Jovi was the inoffensive glam rock of the late. Yeah. Exactly. You never heard about him like getting, you know, like having to be rushed to the hospital because he had a uh, heroin needle stuck in his dick or anything like that. <laughs> you know, it's just right. And he's not singing about cherry pies and shit like that. Oh, Jesus. Can't wait for the Music of 91 show. Oh, what a shit show that's going to be. <laughs> oh, it's such an interesting mix, though, Andy. Come on. It is. It is. All right. One week. Number one. Baby, I Love Your Way slash Freebird Medley from Will to Power. Fuck this song. Ooh, Baby, I, I Love Your Way? Yes. The Peter Frampton song. Really? And Freebird, done by, like, this reggae band called Will to Power. It oh, yeah, truly was awful. Yeah, I prefer the Peter Frampton version. Yeah. I think most people will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Two two weeks at, yeah, moving on. Two weeks at number one. Look away, Chicago. 
Post-Sotero Chicago. Yep. Which is still very high quality. And this is on your album list, so we're not going to talk about it now, yep. because we will talk about it later. And then another one we're going to talk about later, because it's on Joe's list. To close out the year, two weeks at number one, Airy Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. <laughs> which is a song that you really don't think of them from them. It's a hair metal ballad. It's a, it's a, hair, it's a typical in the 80s power ballad. It's, the, it's a contractually obligated ballad that every... But every there came a point in the late eighties where every hair metal band essentially had the same structure. Here's your power opening. Here's your you know your second track. Here's your ballad. Here's your bluesy riff. Here's your cover. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's like you read a script. Oh my god, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how they all felt, though. I know. That's how they all went. So, all right, are there any? Other singles that we would like to discuss at all? I got a few from Steve, but nah. any other singles in particular you guys want to talk? Mike, you brought up one yesterday that you asked me to like download so I could put it on the show. What yeah. was it? Copperhead Road by Steve Earle. This is the same Steve Earl that just became like an absolute anarchist. Copper Row. Copperhead Road. Copperhead Road. Yeah. It, it's, it's, that... very, it's very like Southern Rockish. Steve yes. Earl. He's from England, isn't he? He's English, isn't he? Mike's going to look that up. Yeah. Because there was a time where I, was, where I was confusing him and I think him and Mark Knopfler. Steve Earl. Mm, loading. Here we go. Okay. Um. No, American. Oh, yeah, he's yep. Somewhere from Nashville. Interesting. Yeah, I, we saw him on. Um, did you watch any Sonic, Sonic Highways? Yes. Yeah, he they they had talked to Steve Earl on okay. Sonic Highways. Um. Okay. It's you know it's just one of those like you know kind of southern rock type yeah. style songs. Um. It's a it's a fun little song. It's gotcha. you know kind of slow, and then it gets it's got a really nice high tempo kind of bridge. Gotcha, I gotcha. All right, so um, here's a couple of others that Steve brought up. It might seem presumptuous for Dougie Fresh to title his album "The World's Greatest Entertainer," but given the state of hip hop these days, it now seems like a bit of an undersell. <laughs> Parents just don't understand. It's still going to be the whitest rap song ever from the whitest black man ever. <laughs> The safest black rapper ever known to man. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, um, which one, Will Smith or DJ Jazzy Jeff? Oh, Will Smith. Oh, Will Smith, absolutely. Just, just, the, just the fact that Jazzy Jeff put DJ in front of his name <laughs> up the danger level a little too much <laughs> for the suburban parents. Oh, he's a DJ. Yeah. Oh, 
I don't know. He's not Big Willie style. That's right. <laughs> I I mostly that remember when Smith. he looks like a nice boy. Yeah. <laughs> when poisons uh, open up and say ah, uh, but something I would actively point out that I was not listening to while aggressively pointing out that I was listening to make it a so far so good so what because it was important for us for some uh, reason that everyone fucking knew what kind of music we loved to the exclusion of all others. We were well, too young to un- uh, to understand how un- uh, un- uh, un- uh, st- uh, sustainable that was. I can talk. No, no, that makes that makes sense. And I, was, and I was kind of going to get into it when I, I talked about my album. Yeah, this was like the great heavy metal civil wars. Where oh, either, absolutely! You know, you were the you know, if you listen to hair metal, God, you know, God forbid, you're listening to like Metallica or Guns N' Roses or you know, real hard rock heavy metal. Okay, last couple things, and these are from our. This is from our Facebook feed here. Um, so uh, Dave McLean. He's got a book. You know what it is. Go out and find it. I dove head first into punk rock obscurity in 1988. At the beginning of the year, I was perfectly willing to listen to Top 40 by year's end. I was in a band playing Velvet Underground covers. There are some moments that never leave you, for good or for bad. And for a lot of us, one of those moments is the music that you hear when you're 16. Maybe, Maybe because it's the first time you realize it was okay to be different than anyone else. In that vein, I humbly nominate uh, uh, If I Should Fall From Grace by, uh, by, of God from the Pogues and Peekaboo by Susie and, and the Banshees. I believe that the gauntlet has been thrown down um, with, for anyone who likes to nominate anything that does not involve an accordion player. Huh. <laughs> uh, he also believes that Fisherman's Blues by the Water Boys might involve um, both bagpipes and an accordion. And... Uh, <laughs> Jonna says that she swears uh, she thinks everything she was listening to in 1988 was actually released in 1987, but there was Whitney Houston's One Moment in Time Olympic song that became the standard for every awards banquet, graduation, etc. for years. (laughs) Um, And even Kylie Minogue's Locomotion, the version (laughs) that was on the Cosby show. Oh. That that was a bad bad version. That yes, wasn't was. bad. That bad. was very very bad. Yep. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is, I think we are actually definitely going to do the um, the episode split here because with edits this will be about an hour long. Cut. And yep. So we're gonna cut this. Um, so we'll be back in about a week or two for side number two. So um, the B sides. The B sides. Yes. <laughs> when we talk about the albums. Of 1988. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth, Ambie Nerdful. We'll talk to you in just a little bit. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Who? No, I said that. Batman is very wise.